This is the Earth Sky Woman podcast with your host, Tammy Brunk. Hello, everyone. Happy full Cancer Moon. I am speaking to you now about uh, 15 minutes before the exact full moon, the exact opposition of the sun and the moon at about 8 Cancer. And this full moon is, of course, a very special one because it is occurring so close to the new year. It is the last full moon of 2020. It is the last full moon of this decade, is the way some people are saying it. It is the 13th moon of the year. So these are all some kind of fun ways to look at it. Um, And also, maybe one of the less known reasons why this is a very special moon is because um, it just so happens that uh, even though we might kind of sometimes complain about the Gregorian calendar and the way that it's not aligned with the natural seasons and cycles of the earth and sky, um, the new year actually, according to the Gregorian, Gregorian calendar, has some stellar significance. And that is that specifically at the new year, you will see Sirius at its highest point in the sky, at the zenith of the sky, um, at the top of the sky at midnight at the new year. And so that's really pretty amazing. Sirius is the brightest star in the sky. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that in a moment. It's a really, I mean, anybody who studies the stars loves Sirius. You can't not love Sirius. Um, But it just so happens that this full moon is located within about five degrees of Sirius. And that's, that's significant. I'll say actually six degrees. Um, that's significant uh, because according to the ancient um, star workers, the, um, the, the Persian astrologers that would have worked with the fixed stars, the Bohemian stars, including Sirius in ancient times, they would have created talismans and they could have, would have worked their magic when you had an important planet or moon or sun aligned with those stars within six degrees, that's when it's considered close enough and you can experience it closely enough that there's an activation of that star. So this full moon is activating Sirius and, um, and, and so the full moon is activating Sirius and it just so happens then of course that depending on your local time that, the sun, the the way that the full moon works, and especially because it's, um, well, especially for example, where I'm at right now, um, when the moon, when it's a full moon, basically the sun is going to set at the same time or close to the same time that the moon is rising. And so at about midnight, the moon is going to be close to the top of the sky. And so in this case, you will see the moon at the top of the sky with Sirius, near aligned with Sirius, um, at this full moon. So that's actually a really special activation. And um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about why Sirius is so special and such an incredible star. Um, I think, you know, anybody who studies star knowledge will know Sirius is the brightest star in the sky. Uh, Sirius is a binary star. Uh, You know, many of those stars that we see out there are not just one. They're often more than one. And Sirius is no exception. There's Sirius A and Sirius B. And it is uh, blue and white. It's located within Canis Major, the the dog in the sky. And it's kind of, if you want to locate it, you can find the Orion's belt and you can look off to the 
um, to the side of that and you'll see a bright sparkling. It sparkles. Sirius talks a lot. Sirius will communicate with you. And I absolutely think that Sirius is communicating. You'll see it flashing in the sky. And so Sirius was a really important star to the ancients. I mean, there are a million things I could say about it. I will say that it was especially important to the Egyptians who associated with it with, among other things, with their uh, guiding goddess Isis and the calendric year in Egyptian in, in ancient Egypt arguably was centered around the heliacal rise of Sirius near the summer solstice months, and that's also when the Nile River would have flooded. Um, so a few other things about Sirius is that it's fascinating understanding many original people would have seen themselves as coming from the stars. And the Dogon tribe in Africa is one of those um, one of those nations of, of people who would have said, we come from Sirius. And far way beyond or way before we, as our modern culture, would have picked up on the reality that Sirius is two stars, the Dogon people knew that. They talked about that. And in fact, their entire culture was very binary um, in, in its structure and um, orientation to reflect that reality that that's that's where they saw themselves as coming from so Sirius I mean that's just the tip of the iceberg Sirius is a has a lot of lore connected to it and you know if you're like a star seed and if you connect a lot with these um, kind of meta metaphysical spiritual circles then you will not be unfamiliar with the idea that many of us do come from different stars and so maybe you'll say I'm from the Pleiades or I'm from Sirius and those the kinds of people or the kinds of energies we associate with those stars are are unique um Barbara Hand Clow a really prominent astrologer who I love um she would say that the Syrians and that that um the the kind of people who connect with the energies of that star system uh, have a, a profound connection to sacred geometry and to what she refers to as the sixth dimension, which I love. The sixth dimension is that dimension that helps us to connect to the most vibrant, alive, most fully actualized uh, potential of anything. And the example she gives is that when we do yoga, for example, what we're actually doing if we're really immersed in that practice is we are entering the sixth dimensional realm where our bodies, our energy systems are perfectly aligned and we're really living from that state of um, full actualization. Uh, and so in any case, I'm kind of going off here, but Sirius is is quite a, an amazing star and this full moon connects us with that star magic. And so that's just to be actually an invitation that in the next few nights that you spend some time with the night sky because it's gorgeous, it's amazing. And I absolutely believe that when we spend time under the stars that we are more open to receiving the kinds of transmissions, the, the kinds of wisdom and insight that is really supportive to us now to help us to navigate these very strange times that we live in. So, okay, so the, the full moon is special on that level. Also, of course, you only get a Cancer full moon once a year. 
and the Cancer full moon is a time where we are balancing the polarities of Cancer and Capricorn, and with the focus being on Cancer. And so we're really, um, this is a really wonderful time for us as we complete the year and step into a new one to drop into our emotional bodies, to really connect into our feeling and to allow ourselves to really kind of track what happened over the last year and let ourselves um, to really nurture ourselves around whatever it is that we're needing to um to come to terms with, you know, I, I was just speaking to a dear friend today about the way that, um, you know, there, there are a lot of griefs that many of us have been experiencing over the course of 2020, a lot of loss. And for some of us, that's really vivid and real for, a, I know all of us know, or we ourselves have experienced some really um, very immediate and significant losses. And for those, and there are also many others who have experience losses that are a little less tangible but no less real which may have to do with just this poignant moment of being a human being where we see that um, we don't really know what this next year is going to look like and we don't know what any kind of new normal is going to look like and so there's just kind of an undercurrent or an aftertaste in a sense that's just kind of always present around um what can feel sad sometimes around what we have had to leave behind or what we're familiar with and is long, no longer there or even wishing for a sense of of stability around our worldview or what's true or what's not true. So, you know, cancer can help us. It's like the cancer medicine of the full moon is to help us to activate our inner nurturing mother field to hold space for whatever wants to be presenced and witnessed right now for integration of 2020 so that we can move into 2021 feeling at some level fully fully present and and prepared to move forward in a way that feels integrated so that's part of what cancer offers to us. Also, cancer offers us the opportunity to to really ask what seeds it is that we want to plant. You know, usually you say that at the new moon, but cancer is this energy, is this medicine, is this um, field where we ask, what is it in my life that is in this kind of baby form, this form of a new bright beginning that I wish to nurture and cherish and create just the right conditions to to foster it, to help it to come into full form. And um, so it it supports us, you know, with the moon still continuing to be in cancer over the next couple of days. It supports us in our new year's intentions and really focusing and energizing uh, what it is that we are wanting to give birth to and be mothers for in our lives in the next year. So it's a, it's a, it's a kind of a quieter kind of energy that we can drop into and really ask, what do I want to gestate? What do I want to give birth to over the course of 2021? So um, we really probably need many of us and want this kind of nourishing medicine to drop into. 
So that's the full moon in Cancer and where it is that we're at in the bigger kind of field. I talked a lot about that in my last podcast. I am also, and I will be getting more news about this later, but I'm going to be doing a a live uh, feed, which I will record, a, a make an offering, like a little mini webinar on um, 2021 and how it is that we can really prepare ourselves for that kind of looking at the landscape and um, so look for that and um, but I will just say a little bit about it I'll just say a little bit about the coming week and just where we find ourselves right now which is to say you know we we are in a threshold period right now between Capricorn and Aquarius and we've been in that field since last year when Saturn <clears throat> first moved into Aquarius and then moved back into Capricorn. Um, but especially now where we have Jupiter and Saturn and Aquarius. Uh, so that's beginning this really big kind of 20 year or you could say 200 year cycle from moving from the earth signs to the air signs. And at least a 20 year cycle focused around the, the medicine of Aquarius as um, not opposed to, but following on the heels of all the Capricorn work we've been doing. And, you know, one of the ways I like to see when I see this in a person's chart, that they've got a lot of Capricorn and Aquarius, or when I see a moment we live in now where we, you know, the sun's still in Capricorn, Venus is going to move into Capricorn very soon. Mercury will be in Capricorn through the begin, the first part of the, the week. Um, when we have this Capricorn energy, as well as Aquarius present, one of the ways I look at that is that I'd say, okay, so Capricorn opens us to like a healthy understanding of Capricorn or kind of a new understanding of Capricorn is that we have contact with um, the deepest wisdom that lives in our DNA. I, I think of this like the ancient grandmother or or you could say even, or the grandfather medicine that lives inside of us, the wise, healthy, whole ancestor who has the greatest contact with and access to the wisdom from the past that is still relevant, that is still vital nutrients we can pull up into today. And um, so that's Capricorn in many ways. And then then also it what when you add Aquarius to that, then you you are um, also accessing what many indigenous people would refer to as the seventh generation principle. You are at once you are at once connected to the wisdom of the the in your in your DNA in in your ancestral past what is wise, what is true that remains through time. And you are also capable of opening your vision, becoming a vision carrier, seeing into the future, um, the next 200 years, the next seven generations. You're opening your perspective to recognize, among other things, that it's time for us to have a big enough vision that it encompasses the future generations, the descendants, the earth and the future, that in a sense, we detach ourselves from a need to have our outcomes be only immediate. And we are actually willing to dream big enough that we might not even see the full fruition of our visions and our dreams, but our our children or our grandchildren or our great-grandchildren or the future generations will benefit from the largeness of our vision so that's the field we're in right now I'm going to speak about that more on Sunday with my 
um, forecast for 2021. I think it's a really important consideration. And I just invite all of us to drop into that kind of interesting threshold juxtaposition crucible where we are at once these um, the receivers of the wisdom of our um, of our past and of our ancestral lineage and of our own life experience. We're accessing and drawing that wisdom up through us and um, in a sense curating it. And, um, and at the same time, we are opening to what's possible. What if it's this wider view, this wider angle of curiosity. And, and also I've been feeling this a lot as this, you know, it's like, it is a little bit of dispassionate perspective. I think sometimes we, many of us who have explored or understand that we are channels, that we can access intelligence beyond our um, immediate body or life experience. We, we will have certain periods in our life where there's, it's like our perception opens. Something, it's kind of like there's this mind behind the mind that opens for us where suddenly this new kind of insight comes through. I will say that's kind of how I've been feeling recently. And I, I do feel like it's, um, it's just an interesting dynamic preparing for this coming year. And I do feel it connects to the Aquarius energy because again, it's this, it's like zooming out a little bit and being able to feel and see my life and see and feel the world around me a bit, not so close up and myopic, not getting so kind of stuck and, um, and, and so close to everything that you can't really see or feel what, could be but you're just really immersed in what is <laughs> Aquarius invites us to to step back for a moment and say well okay I know it's been this way I I know this is how I've been feeling I know these are the places where I've become um perhaps comfortable and what could it look like from this other angle or what could this life experience or this pattern or this habit or this um you know belief I have what would that look like if I backed up a few steps and I just kind of kind of like created a bigger field of uh, uh, just a, a sense of spaciousness around that so that there's room to breathe so something new can kind of move and shift and come into place um, rather than it continuing to be some kind of rigid way of thinking or being that I've become so accustomed to I create more spaciousness around it so something new can emerge in my mind, my consciousness, and my world, my way of relating, etc. So that's my invitation to you is to allow that more expansive and more objective um, and more more of the spirit eye, eagle eye view of your life, of your experience day to day. Don't don't feel, you know, and this is a cancer full moon, okay, so we're not going to be just fully all about, all on detachment there's also the feeling function that is alive and also because the moon is square chiron so we feel that but also the sun is in a trying to um to uranus and so there's this again that's more of that aquarian sort of energy that we're continuing to move more fully into that that does also invite us simultaneously to honor the human need for um, heart-to-heart connection, a healthy coming home to 
full embodiment, fully being in the, in, in the, um, whatever it is that's coming up for you moment to moment. And at the same time, learning to, um, look afresh, look anew, create space around it. So that's, that's just some of the, the paradox and the, the riddle of where we are right now. And, um, I will say too, we also have Venus square Neptune tomorrow, or I'm sorry, actually today. And so that adds to that kind of dreaming field. So that adds to the feeling aspect. And so this is a good, good time. The next couple of days, of course, to take time to really look over your last year, to continue doing that fun, fun and amazing work of recapitulation of integration as well as really dreaming into uh, you know really paying attention I've been saying what is it over 2020 that what were those moments what were those experiences what were those insights what were those inflows of um just I don't know the joy those moments of joy or of recognition of this is something that feels real for me this is something that uh, makes me feel alive to look over those moments and those activations that occurred in 2020 and to say, how can I build on that? How can I, how can I breathe more life into those areas? And how can I make that bigger in my imagination? And really, you know, I think more and more and, and for whatever reason, I really feel this as vital as we continue with the Saturn square Uranus activations of 2021 that have so many astrologers like, oh my gosh, what is this going to be about? Is it going to be really disruptive? (laughs) Well, yes, probably. But if we want to engage that medicine in a good way, in an empowered way, my feeling is that the practice for us, among others, is to be continually asking of ourselves, um, what is it, you know, if, well, it's like a back and forth. If you're really struggling with something, like I'll wake up in the middle of the night and I can't, I mean, I'm just struggling with another fear, like everything's, it's that everything's falling apart feeling. And, and and it's just kind of, it's, it's vague and nebulous. And it's like, I'm going to die, or I did everything wrong, or I'm really bad, or I screwed it all up. You know, it's that overarching kind of apocalyptic feeling that comes over me and I know I'm not alone um and when I have that feeling if I wake up in the morning and I don't address it on some level it's kind of this looming energy behind me all the time it's a little bit of this kind of it's a shadow it's a death urge it's a shrinking from life in a sense but if instead we turn toward it so what I've been doing is I journal in the morning and I've been turning toward it and saying, okay, you know, if I have this, this fear that, you know, it's something about the work that I'm doing and it's just all wrong and it's just, I screwed it up and okay, I'm going to look at that more dispassionately. I'm going to actually take that apart a little bit and just say, okay, all right. So if there's this part of my work that's really bothering me, if I'm worried about that, well, can I look at that more clearly? What's really bothering me? What's really true about this? Name it. And then to say, okay, first of all, if, for example, I feel like, wow, like um, in this work that I'm doing, I am, you know, I just feel like I'm not contributing to the world enough. If that's my vague kind of overall sense, I'm going to look at that directly and say, okay, how is it? I'd say for, my, for myself, for example, in, in 2020, how has my work 
even though maybe I haven't done everything I wanted to do, how has my work really benefited people? And then I paint that picture in my mind. I let myself um, really see and my mind travels through the course of my year and I see, okay, whose lives did I touch? You know, what really was the impact of the work that I did? And let myself feel that and bring that into my heart. And, and so I'm actively engaging with the fear and the overwhelm and the dark feeling and saying, okay, what part of that's true? Maybe it's true that I'm wanting to, um, yes, honor the individual sessions that I do. And I love that work and grateful for that. And also I recognize that I'm wanting to go into action around this Sisters North and South project. So, okay, I'm going to focus some real energy in, in my meditations and my writing of, so that's, you know, that's something that um, can be, that, that can be good to focus on. So that's something that I focused on. Um, and I would just, you know, again, I think this is something that's very powerful to be focused on our visions with Jupiter and Saturn still quite close in Aquarius to say, uh, to again, use the power of Aquarius to look at things more objectively and question and get more specific about where we go into fear or overwhelm and then to very actively choose what vision do I want to carry what do I want to strengthen what do I want to make stronger and then do everything we can to move towards that okay so that's it for me I'm gonna just go ahead and um and complete it there and 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 just say I hope you have a beautiful coming week and there is a lot that's happening in this coming week. One of one of the things that's happening is we have the biggest event, really, is we've got Mars moving into the sign of Taurus after it's been in Aries since July of this last year. So that is going to take a little bit of the edge over that really fiery Mars and Aries energy we've been feeling. And again, I'm going to talk about that more on Sunday. But then we also have, let's see what else, Venus is with the moon just before the um, January 12th new moon in Capricorn, and that is the activation of the root chakra. So again, there's this interesting, all of this movement into Aquarius, which feels expansive and good, and oh my gosh, we definitely needed that. And then there's also this kind of continued deepening into more of a grounded, rooted, earthy energy. And I personally think that's a really nice balance. So, okay. So that's where I'm going to leave it. And um, I hope you have a wonderful week and a happy new year. And look for more from me around my own just reflections on the year. And also on Sunday that I'm going to do this larger forecast of what to look for in 2021 and how to work with that energy. Okay, have a beautiful night and a beautiful week.